0: Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Like that not. In a lot of good way. This week at the Tierra Talk Show, we welcome back our cast member corner segment in which we speak to past, Or current cast members of the Disney theme parks from around the world.
1: Hi. My name is Dylan White.
0: And we're so glad to have you on the show, Dylan. I actually got to see you perform at Disneyland two times. And I want to talk about that. But first, before we do, you're an entertainer and an actor. Uh, Can you talk about how you got the theater bug?
1: Sure. Um, I got the theater bug really, really early. Uh, I remember vividly I was in kindergarten. We did a uh, President's Day show. And all all I remember specifically was... It had something to do with George Washington and we were banging on these like little sticks to something rhythmic. I don't remember what. Standing on the stage with the rest of my class in the elementary school auditorium, you know, making these clacking sounds with these sticks for whatever reason, looking out at the audience. And I remember specifically that moment going, I really like being up here. And so I've done everything I can to keep getting up on stage ever since.
0: And you must have done a couple of high school musical shows and, and in college as well, too.
1: Oh, more than a couple. Yes. <laughs> I did uh, musicals, of course, in the plays at my own high school. Plus, there are two all-girl schools not too far from where I went to high school. And of course, because they're all-girls schools, they had to import boys to play some of the boy <laughs> roles. So... I did my own high school shows and I did shows at two other high schools as well. Did you have like
0: a a most favorite role you got to play during that time period of your life?
1: Um, Two come to mind. I played uh, Albert Peterson and Bye Bye Birdie twice, once at my high school and once at one of the girls' schools. Um, and I got to play Snoopy and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown.
0: And, and speaking of fun musicals, um, I loved Aladdin at the Disneyland theme parks. You know, I'm, I was very, very, very impressed. And I, and I love it. And, and, and you, play, you played the well, excuse me, your best friends, slash you played the role as Jeannie uh, for almost over 10 years. My goodness. For just
1: over 10 years. And, and I am allowed to say that, you know, I played the role of Jeannie because in that show, uh, we weren't the character. You know how some people are you know are friends with the characters in the park. We weren't those characters. we were we were the actors portraying those characters in a show. So yes, I can say I played the genie in Aladdin a Musical Spectacular for just over ten years until the show closed.
0: And were you in the beginning cast, or did you come on just maybe a few months after that show? I came began?
1: in a, I came in a couple years after, a little over two and a half years after the show opened, because okay. uh, the show ran for almost thirteen years to the day. Had we gone uh, another six days, uh, we would have gone 13 years to the day.
0: The uh, genie is the show, in my opinion, and so (laughs) it's always great to see you guys – you guys are able to change the material up as the genie.
1: There were a couple of the guys who played the role – who would have really great jokes, and they were very funny, but the way they played the role is what made the joke funny. The way I played the, dro- the, the role, I couldn't have made the joke as funny as they did. That's so while we might have even pulled from like the same source material, like if we'd done like, a Kim Kardashian joke or a Justin Bieber joke or whatever, um, we might tell a different version of the joke that would fit however we played the role. Or we might even do it in a different place in the show. But it was very collaborative, and it was it was a great bunch of guys to work with. Um, you know, and, you know, genies came and went and at any one time, there were about actually seven, I think maybe eight genies say on the roster. Um, a couple of us, you know, were the full-time guys. There were a couple who were, you know, filling in the other days and then there were the call-ins who, some of whom also played other roles in the show so they could switch in and out. But at the top of the day, there was always two of us in for the day. We split the day and we would come in. Uh, whoever the second genie was would, you know, come in to see the first genie as he was getting into the makeup and say, okay, what's new today? Are you working on anything new? And they'd bring something up or, you know, and we'd and say, I have an idea for a joke and we'd work on it together. Um, or, you know, yeah, I'm doing this joke here. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Have to try that. But then we had this other rule of thumb was if a genie came up with a joke, uh, and had an idea for a joke, another genie couldn't tell that joke until the one who thought of the joke told it on stage first. Yeah, we, we got to play quite a bit. It was a lot of fun.
0: And the makeup process, you mentioned that. How long did it take because you are putting on that blue makeup?
1: It was anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour uh, on average. And we didn't do it ourselves. They uh, Disney contracted uh, makeup artists to come in and apply and remove the makeup for us. And we were getting touch-ups throughout the show as well, because you're running up and down those stairs in front like me and dancing in two numbers back to back and wearing the the big, heavy, fat pad costume. You tend to sweat a little bit, and some of the paint will start to run. So there are a couple times during the show that, you know, we run out and even get touched up during the show.
0: And there's stunts, there's magic tricks, there, there's all these cues that you really need to get down pat for the magic to to be consistent throughout the show. You know, there's <laughs> yes. trap doors and, and all this good stuff. So I know there there are plenty of times where there's going to be mishaps and you got to work with what you got. So yes. can you talk a little bit about some of those mishaps?
1: You know, there are the worst case scenarios where something technical will happen and, um... It will cause the show to either stop or cancel completely uh, just because something doesn't work or it's put you know, safety in danger or something like that. Those are the more serious ones. But sometimes like, little things will happen and the beautiful thing about that show and playing the genie in that show is that you're allowed to break the fourth wall and comment on it or reference it or play with it or make something that's just like, oh, that was a bad thing and turn it around into a really funny joke. And there's also the, enjoy- the added enjoyment of the fact that the rest of the cast doesn't break the fourth wall. They are in that world, and they have to hold it together <laughs> while yeah. something really funny is going on. And the audience yeah. enjoys that, just watching these people try to play it so straight, we can see them stifling laughs. That's a lot of fun, too.
0: <laughs> well, what's, what's one of the ones that actually comes to mind when the cast almost couldn't even hold it together or, or d- just didn't?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's happened quite a few times. The, there's one that comes to mind uh Early on when I was in the show, you know, early in my tenure with it, um, I'd come up with this run of jokes. We were, we were watching uh, the 40-year-old virgin backstage. Or we were ta- no, we were talking about it. We were talking about uh, that. And there was that whole riff between Paul Rudd and uh, I can't remember who else it was. But, and they would just go back and forth with that. I was joking, saying it would be so funny if I said to Jafar in that moment with Jafar when he gets his wishes, you know how I know you're evil. And then just giving all these examples. And uh, Lance Roberts, who currently – he's on Broadway and I can't remember what he's on Broadway with now. But I mean once he left the show and he went to Broadway, he's been consistently working on Broadway ever since. Uh, But he was the Jafar at the time and he looked at me and he said, challenge. I'm like, oh man, now I got to come up with this whole thing. So when we did the show together, I came out and I just had this riff of you know how I know you're evil, you know how you know you're evil and one thing after another – and he would start shaking, laughing, until finally I hit him with one um, that, out of context, doesn't seem particularly funny. But I said, you know how, know how I know you're evil? You think Ursula from The Little Mermaid is hot. And he completely broke, doubled over, <laughs> holding on to his you know, little snake staff, just shaking, laughing. I felt so proud of myself because he challenged me. He didn't think I could do it and break him. And the audience is dying and the whole cast is back. Like the guards are supposed to be frozen and they're shaking. Um, That was like the first one. I mean, there have been in 10 years that I did the show. There were so many after that where something would come up and you just get to make a joke. And, uh, and it was great when it hit and just watch the audience and the whole cast just get, you know, be on board with it and just laugh.
0: I, I do. I really do miss the show. And I, and I can only assume you miss it too. You, you, ran for it over 10 years um what have you currently been working on now because i know a lot of listeners want to hear the latest and greatest on your end
1: well uh in terms of my life at the world of theme parks i am currently the hogwarts express conductor at the wizarding world of harry potter in universal studios hollywood uh so i'm there occasionally so uh, i've had many aladdin fans come and find me in front of the train and uh, say hello to me and take pictures with me. And, and that's been a really great opportunity to get a lot of people, uh, to get to meet a lot of the fans of the show. Uh, also, I'm down at Knott's Berry Farm occasionally on Monday nights for the summer uh, as the ringmaster in the new show, The Circus of Wonders. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. On top of that, um, I do, I've gotten back into stand-up comedy. I'm performing tonight at a club out here in Los Angeles. And uh, I've been performing comedy pretty consistently the past couple months, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, I'm an author. I've been writing a lot on the side as well. I'm working, I mean, I'm working on a comedy screenplay. It's kind of like a comedy action adventure. And I have a couple ideas for uh, comedy TV shows. I developed one last year with uh, a former Aladdin cast member, Jolene Purdy. Purdy. Um, we'd come up with... Uh, a sitcom idea for her that we were starting to pitch to like her agency and everything like that. And we wrote that together. And then she got cast in Orange is the New Black, and she's on the new season of Orange is the New Black. So she ended up going that direction. And I've, you know, we we've got this on the back burner if it ever comes up. Um, but that was a project I work on. But most of the stuff I'm I've been writing has not been necessarily comedy. There are comic elements to it, but uh I've actually been authoring books. I have a trilogy of a uh, young adult paranormal romance about a 17 year old girl who falls in love with the ghost that's haunting her house. Mm. And I'm currently working on a young adult science fiction action adventure.
0: And, and is there a way we can actually purchase these books? Like listeners could head to your website.
1: Yes, actually uh, they're all available. The links to all of them are available on my website, Uh, uh And the links to them are on the various book pages Uh, they're available on all digital formats, you know, Kindle, Apple iBooks, uh, Kobo, Barnes and Noble, and all the links are there on my website. Uh, and you can order paperbacks of them as well. Uh, also the link is there on my website through Amazon. So if you go to Amazon as well and search, you know, my name and the apparition series, it all pops up and you can either order the digital copies or the paperbacks or both. And uh, the new series, the science fiction series, uh, the first book is tentatively and probably will, will be called The Orion Abduction. Uh, that will be available before the end of the year. If you were to go to my website and you want an autographed copy of any of my paperback books, uh, go on my website, shoot me an email, ask me you know how you can get one. I reply to everyone until I get completely overwhelmed, which fortunately has not happened yet. But I will reply to any email I get, and if you want an autographed copy, I'm more than happy to, you know, have that done.
0: I truly do miss Aladdin, and I know Frozen is there now, and
1: mm-hmm. and I know
0: everybody's going to be wondering, Dylan, what are your thoughts on Frozen? What What are your
1: thoughts? Honestly, I was I was never a fan of the movie. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the movie. I hear the show is spectacular. I've seen a good chunk of it on YouTube. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen the show, so I so I can't speak to you know, any of the performances or anything like that. But two, there are several Aladdin cast members who crossed over into Frozen and are doing that show. And I'm very excited for them. And they're loving it. So I'm very happy that they've found, you know, work and that they're enjoying what they're doing. Um, But that was one thing that was was unique about Aladdin um, compared to any show that I've ever done. And I know everybody was in the show compared to any show that they've ever done, because we talked about it a lot, is we weren't just a cast we were a family and I know a lot of, you know, other casts have said that, and I'm sure it's very true for them, but I have to give a lot of recognition to the cast and crew that I worked with on that show, not just for the, you know, technical aspect and just the incredible talent that went into that, but the environment that was fostered inside the Hyperion theater. It was so welcoming to everyone who came in new to the cast, returning to the cast uh, we continue to talk and get together to this day. I mean, we really were uh, our extended family, and still are to this day. It's they were they were and are just an incredible group of people, and I'm, I'm so grateful and blessed and honored to have gotten to work and know them all.
0: And it's amazing to see how the fan base is still so strong. The tradition of theater continues on. This is great because kids mm-hmm. get to sit down and see a show. And that doesn't really happen nowadays. So, yeah. you know, I, I can't even I can't even thank you enough, Dylan, for, for being the genie. It was great to see you two different times. And <laughs> you were wonderful. I was like, yes, Thanks. go Dylan. And it was great to finally talk with you. So before we end our interview, I have... Three Disney questions I okay. always ask my guests. They're the fab three, so we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater?
1: Ooh. Uh, the Rescuers is the first one that pops to my mind. When I was a child, I remember seeing The Rescuers in the theater, and I loved it. It was so much fun.
0: And our goofy question, we're going to ex-nay any Aladdin characters in this, including Genie. Okay. What Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person?
1: Wow. Oh my gosh, I would love to hang out with Timon and Pumbaa.
0: And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind?
1: It might be because I just mentioned Timon and Pumbaa, but Hukuna Matata. Uh, and I think a lot of that has too become, you know, it means no worries. And as stressed as I can get sometimes, especially once the show closed and what am I going to do next... Uh, things tend to either present themselves and things work out. And even still, when I freak out about things and get worried, oh, well, the solution kind of presents itself. I don't know why I worry.
0: What one word would you use to sum up your experience working for Disney?
1: Family. And like I said before, from the cast and crew of Aladdin and just the way working at Disney made me feel, how welcome I always felt Uh, even just outside the show. And the fact that my family got to, and my children got to grow up watching me be the genie, I got to bring them to Disneyland a lot and spend some time with, like, my own actual family. Working at Disneyland, it's absolutely family, hands down, 100%. Two, hold on a Before you go sailing off to the door two go, oh you're We've got some rules to go over, Savvy.